0: Welcome to the 8th Amazing Race 27 recap episode and 100th podcast of the U.S. Team Number Podcast. My name is Michael Halmstead and joining me as always after 87 appearances is the Canadian who always attracts older women, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. One Australian who after 16 appearances has promised us she'll never abandon her kids to go and pay her bills, Michelle Pierce-Denovan. <laughs> Woohoo! And the other Australian who after 45 appearances has made his love of something to manhandle quite well-known, Ben Powell. <laughs> Howdy! You can tweet us, as always, using the hashtag Yattencast or, alternatively, as I've seen already today, hashtag yatten 100 or email us at yattoncast at gmail.com. So, previously, seven teams raced to Rotterdam and Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, Justin and Dana found themselves in unfamiliar territory in the middle of the pack for the first time since leg one. Uh, at the detour, Tiffany and Krista jumped into the lead while Tanner and Josh sank. Justin and Diana won another leg and got other teams talking, and Cindy and Rick's indecision and bad decisions, great segue there from Phil, uh, led to them being the fifth team eliminated in enigmatic fashion. Thank you. Okay. Did you see that they didn't even do any exit interviews? Did you hear about this? I did not. They conducted all their exit interviews by email for some reason, and pissed off a lot of people. Pissed off all ten of their fans. (laughs) They didn't even do any phone interviews or anything. They really didn't like to uh, speak to on camera, then.
1: No, they really didn't. Maybe they were the angry that they got a, a bad edit on the show. And it's like, um, we are not happy with the way you betrayed us on so the amazing race. But <laughs> just imagine that old American accent and the occasional Vietnamese.
0: CBS doing us dirty. We lost the People's Champions last week. <laughs> and teams must now use an app to book flights to Krakow, Poland, and find Plaza Krakow to dive for their next clue.
1: Product placement.
0: And, seen as though it's the... 100th episode they actually treated us to all the departure times this week thank you cps that was a nice treat Ding. so we've got justin and Dan at 10 10 p.m kelsey and joey at ten twenty three, tiffany and krista at ten twenty four, uh, tanner and josh at eleven thirty four, logan and chris at 12 11 a.m and denise and james Earl at 12 36
2: right at the top of the episode tanner and josh said um you don't know what it's like to run the race but justin does in a sarcastic tone I'm here to say I have never run the race but I know what it's like. And you know why? Because because I've run day we Race.
1: Well,
2: no, because, because, we because Jesse. No, no, because first of all, we all know how tiring it is. We know exactly what they go through. We've done so much research into this damn thing. That we know little bits about what they do. Next, I'm a mum. I live on four hours sleep a night, a lot of the time. I've done day races where I've let myself like get totally stuffed the next day I can't even move. So I know what it would be like to sleep on four hours, to get up the next day totally stuffed. I know how it would feel. It would feel like hell running this race, and it just it just drove me crazy when they said, "No one knows." Well, I'm sorry, Tanner and Josh, I know. And I'm assuming Justin knows, too before he started.
1: I think the comment was more aimed at the, at the uh, certain types of fans on say like Maybe. The race face, See, face the page who um, you know the kind of the kinds of fans who like um, all complained about Justin crying in the first episode who was like, um, you know, or you know have certain comments to say about female teams, you know the kind of fans I'm talking about.
0: We need to get on to talking about the critical reception to Justin this week actually. Because I have seen some diabolical tweets. There have been some horrid ones that Justin was replying to earlier. I have
3: no idea about this. Please, please go on about this, Michael.
0: Uh, well, there was one that I retweeted and quoted to him earlier, saying, Hey Las Vegas, what are the odds on this Neanderthal killing this woman someday? What an asshole. Hashtag amazing race. With a picture of Justin and Diana on it.
3: Wow. Yeah. Where did that even come from in the episode? Because the I didn't. They weren't really arguing at all this episode, so that completely takes me by surprise. The
0: screen grab was the one of them on the water taxi.
3: Oh, just from the flashback of the very start with Diana crying. Yeah. About letting Justin down and it being a scene that really meant nothing overall because they were finish in first place anyway.
0: Yeah. It's like, what the hell, guys?
1: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, Michael, it's news to you that fans can sometimes be assholes?
0: Yeah, there's a difference between people being assholes
1: and people saying stuff like that. Not really. No, have you like, you know, the the most insane fan base. You know, I know in general society makes blood jokes about you know believers or believers or um, Lady Gaga fans or whatever. But like the most insane fan base in the entire world are the fans of American reality television shows. If I had the point, if you just have to point to any show, just look at Big Brother, another CBS reality show. It's like. You know, their fans are... Well, some of them are literally insane. (laughs) I know we spend a lot of these podcasts defending people, especially, like, Hayley last season,
0: just in this season. But what the hell? People are going way too far again. And, like, Logan's complaint blog is going to have an absolute field day when he can be asked getting to this week. Because, yeah, there's some cray-crays in there.
1: Yeah, so just, like I said, like, some people get overly invested in the outcome of a reality show. And that leads to, like, um some insane fanaticism from their end, and when you combine insane fanaticism with, like, um, act, being able to articulate a response, you get, you know, that tweet.
0: Also, here's a newsflash for people who complain about Justin and Dana. Kelsey and Joey are the ones getting the winners at it, especially this week. Oh We got a lot of Kelsey and Joey this week. And it goes back to the um, original
3: point of Josh saying that, with them airing Josh saying that, oh, you have no idea what it's like to run this race until you experience it, because... That quote isn't really meant for people like us. it's meant for the crazy fans who are like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, and if you have three hours to spare and want to find out what it's like running the race, listen to Ben and Michelle's podcast with Cat uh, and Jesse. It was amazing, I'm not just saying that because they are both in this call. it was I was bloody impressed at you guys.
1: Yeah, you are kind of saying it because we're here.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I've <laughs> genuinely said this in a job interview that I was very proud of you guys for that interview.
1: Oh, anyway, uh, we're running back to the 13th left the pit off, aren't we? And
0: Justin and Diana are the ones who get the early flight at 7am, and everyone else leaves later, but they won't actually tell us what time.
1: They did. The flight that Justin and Diana got on, the, um, it arrived at 11.20, and the flight everyone else got on left at uh I'm not sure when it left, but it arrives at 12.40, so it was an hour, 20 minutes behind.
0: That must have been a super short leg, then, because we didn't see I... Justin and Diana actually communicate with anyone else. Yeah, it probably means that they checked in before anyone else even landed, though. And I guess this got see... confirmed
3: elsewhere. They even talked about it on Rob Has a Podcast, where did, did Justin confirm it for them or
0: something? Cause... Wash your mouth out. We don't say those swear words on this podcast. Well, I'm just trying to reinforce
3: that <laughs> I guess this has been multiply sourced, I guess, that this... Uh... They checked into the pit stop before the second flight landed, which makes me think they pulled in Amazing Race Asia and that the, they just pretty much lied about the arrival
0: time of the flight. Probably. And we get to see another taxi TV from Kelsey and Joey. Uh,
1: yeah, we're in traffic here, and uh, we're in a race here, and uh, yeah, it was like that for 20 seconds.
0: And did anyone else appreciate uh, Logan from flipping into the pool? Yeah, that was one
1: <laughs> of the
3: weirdest dives into the into a pool I've ever seen. She, like, her, It's like she, she pretty much did do a frontward flip right into it.
0: <laughs> she was so bored um, <laughs> waiting for Chris to get his swimming shorts on. He just, she just went, ah, son it, I'll jump in.
2: She's an all.
0: Logan had such a good episode. And we found out what Tanner and Josh's weakness is, which is pom-poms and miniskirts. Ah, oh, yes.
3: <sighs> there's uh, there's too many directions to go with them. I feel if we go in none of those directions, we're going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I think Tanner and Josh's biggest weakness is actually crepes and uh, French beer, but I guess that's a story for another time.
0: So once teams pick their clue up from the bottom of the pool, it's the detour, which is mine or music. And in mine, teams must carry a timber pole through the salt mine. Anyone want to try and have a punt at saying the uh, salt mine's name?
1: Um, it's the um, Wilitzka. Is that right at all?
0: I think that's actually pretty damn close to it then. And the timber pole is used to strengthen the mine's passages, fill a cart with salt, and then push the cart back to the start line to receive their next clue. And in music, teams must learn a piece of music on the piano, push the piano through the streets to, to a performance area, and a company of violinists to busk for 100 zloty to receive their next clip.
3: Apparently the Polish on the Amazing Race uh, US version uh, love pianos.
0: I love how this detour was basically push something or push something else. Push something lighter or push something heavier. And as I did mention to Logan last week, this salt mine has appeared before in international versions. In fact, it appears every single time they go to Krakow in any international version ever.
3: Apparently the mine isn't even open anymore, it's just a museum I was reading
1: online.
0: The mine task also showed us where the locks with t- teams' names on were, because everyone assumed that would be Paris.
1: Oh, so we were way off. Yeah,
0: because if they wanted to do the mine task, they had to find their lock on, I suppose, the cage wall and unlock it to lower down their overalls.
1: It seems like a um, in general, that's it. That does it. Seems like a little bit of a pointless, you know, obstacle in the in the task. Both the sides of the detour are multi-staged, but you know, this seemed this was like um. Unlock your unlock a lock to get your uniform. Now take a, take an elevator down to the mine. Now carry a log down to, further into the mine. Now shovel salt. Now push a mine cart. Now get your next clue. And Joey had a neat whistle. Yeah, there's not really much going on. There's like like we saw that for some somehow like even though Joey and Kelsey and Tanner and Josh are are considered the front runners of the race, like the best team actually getting a taxi were, you know, was Logan and Chris. So.
3: Because they actually ran to a taxi as opposed to when they saw one, as opposed to just standing there and looking at it. Mm. Kind of makes of a difference when you're trying to get a taxi.
0: But basically, the the music task was just all character scenes. We found out about James Earl's childhood, with Denise saying she used to take James Earl for piano lessons, go pay her bills, and then pick him up. Yeah, just to leave
3: him, <laughs> leave him with the piano instructor for hours at a time. she probably go shopping, hopefully that, hopefully... maybe goes to Dairy Queen... Uh, sits at home for an hour And then goes back
1: to
0: pick up James
3: Earl at piano practice
0: Didn't she say it was when he was like four as well?
1: Hopefully she'll come back And the piano will not have like driven out of the house Like that Vanessa Carlton video Could that
0: Vanessa Carlton video be A thousand miles since there was one Vanessa Carlton video
1: It's another entry in her extensive discography Michael, what, you philistine <laughs> Go on Ben,
0: without <laughs> Wikipedia, Name any other Vanessa Carlton song
1: I don't have to prove anything to you
0: <laughs> Did she do a song with Santana? Probably everyone's done a song with Santana. <laughs> I mean, Chad Kroger's done two, both of which are actually better than every Nickelback song. But you know, I yeah, think she that's has a five given. albums.
1: Really? Yeah. Vanessa Carlton has five out. albums. Jesus. Uh, but the, the, the last one to actually the, the last one to reach gold was "Ordinary Day," which released the same year and from the same album. None of none of her other songs really charted. You know, I'm shocked that the world didn't, you know, flock to the sounds of uh, Nelita Fairy Tale, or Carousel, or I Don't Want to Be a Bride, or Willows, or Blue Pool.
0: Well, to be fair, Carousel was a cover of the infamous Brat Pack track.
3: I think Blue Pool is Brat what Packs. you see after choking on one of the uh,
1: dishes there at
3: the restaurant
0: this leg. We've never exposed you to Brat Pack, ben.
1: I don't even know what you- <laughs> I-, I thought Brat Pack was like that group of- Actors in the fifties who did a bunch Sammy of films Davis, no, the Canadian, the Canadian brat
3: pack from the early two thousands that were one hit wonder. They had a song called Carousel, and it is
0: one of the worst music videos ever because they make you go up, make you go down.
2: <laughs> that song is tragic, tragic.
0: It's not as good as B Four Get Down though, which I know I've said you Michelle because I love it.
2: I've seen both of them; they're both as tragic as each other.
1: <laughs> i tend to stick to good music or relatively good good music like i say the i you know sort of see the uh appeal in the terrible but you know i i once watched i once watched a music video by the shags and that sort of like killed me
0: <laughs> i love how this podcast is basically just turning into uh our, <laughs> the greatest hits of the podcast so we're talking about brat Pack. we're talking Talking about Bacon and sorry Spelling, which we did before.
2: Oh, Bacon. Ugh. My Bacon's all gone now. Very sad.
1: You guys was... are about to influence me. Like, you know, when this is finished, I'm going to send you the entire discography of F- Farrah Abraham. Oh, please don't. Oh, God, no.
0: Oh, God. I I, no, sorry, I, I will. I genuinely hope that her album title is some sort of pun on "Backdoor Team Mom. Oh, really? So, mining.
3: Let's talk about salt mining. Um... <laughs> Can we talk about
0: Logan and Chris in the salt mine, please?
2: <laughs>
0: what was he doing? What if something falls down? Then our legs are crushed and we're paralyzed.
1: <laughs> oh, that it's good that they're like, it's good to have a scene that's genuinely funny instead of just like you know laughing at them.
0: <laughs> I know that Logan and Chris occasionally listen to our podcast. Let me just say this: we love you guys. This, this final five, hopefully, if Tanner and Josh go next week, this final five could be a very fun one, purely because. Everyone in it is slightly kooky. Everyone in it is slightly mental.
1: Especially the firecrackers of
0: Joey and Kelsey. Joey and Kelsey are mental enough. I mean, jo- Joey doesn't know where Mo- Mozart is from. And may I point out, after we said that Logan was amazing at geography last week, she was not sure whether Krakow was still in uh, Europe. And Joey said he felt like Mozart pushing
1: the piano through the streets of Krakow. He doesn't know where oh, Mozart's sorry. from his Chopin's. I mean, he knows Mo- Mozart plays piano, though, so... But That's
2: when happy so pushing a piano... When? Seriously?
0: You'd have people to do oh that. God.
2: How could those pianos even be playable after going over those cobblestones? I am just amazed. They must have had no tune at all.
0: Yeah, Krista and <laughs> Tiffany's wasn't.
2: I was falling apart.
0: Yes, I've not actually shown you what our band is going to be this week, but it is indeed Krista with her fingers trapped in the piano because it was made me laugh.
3: To make Joey and Kelsey interesting, what you need to do is swap out Kelsey... With an older woman, and now now you've got an interesting dynamic going
0: on. They were old enough to be the mother of a cougar. And Joey's like 30, so those women must have been like in their 80s at least. Well, believe it or not, Michael, the most people who
3: watch local news stations tend to be in that demographic. Uh,
0: And we also found out that Chris loves something to manhandle. And then Denise and James Earl again. We're begging!
2: (laughs) God.
0: <laughs> I have said it before and I will say it again Denise is a star Somebody actually paid
3: them money to stop playing That's how. That's very <laughs> That's very Lil' ask Where in Survivor Pearl Islands Where the people and the outcast voted Lil' back in Just so they didn't have to spend the next three weeks with her It's pretty much the same concept Where you have some local just Paying up money just to send some American tourists playing the piano away
1: there was a, a, um, I, I think there was like um, a scene similar to this in uh, season twenty one, where um, yeah, well, like, Lexi, like she was uh, doing the Turkish, the Turkish task with the pouring of whatever. I'm so good at I'm so good at history, guys. That task, the one before the pit stop, and uh, she was like being loud and annoying, and like I think uh, I think one of the uh, like one of her last people was like, "I'll buy a lot of you. Stop screaming." Or something like that. I might be misremembering it. Maybe she was just happy in general. I don't know. And we also got to see Chris to be very aggressive.
3: I love how when Tiffany was trying to play the piano, that she tried to do it in Dance death where she was just counting up to counting up to eight while while
0: playing on the piano keys.
1: This is like the second. This is like the second confirmation we have that uh, Poland is a rude place.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not sure I would hand over money if some five foot one American came up to you and went, "You've not even got a dollar. How did you buy your clothes then?" How
1: rude! Yes, but remember remember All Stars of Charlotte Mona? Where the entire we know, where the entire country of Poland seemed to want to, want them to I don't know, leave.
0: Do we think that this episode actually lived up to the history of Poland or the on amazing race US?
1: No. I think it was good, but you know Poland one is is lofty heights. Poland one had um the, the tuning of the piano, the uh, The X ray. The X rays, uh some other tasks, it had the whole flight snuff at the start with, uh, you know, one team being, like, 13 hours behind the rest. And it had the unaired uh, uh,
0: paddling task. Which, can I point out, Logan of crazy would have slayed because of paddleboarding in her backyard, can ask? And also, did anyone else notice that Tana kept his bandana on when with the mine overalls? You could just see orange.
1: Yeah, every Amazing Race team seems to be very, you know, dedicated to their... Costume, except in the case of lions.
0: Denise and James Earl completely abandon their pink because of lions. But how dare Amazing Race producers uh, take part in the lion walks? Don't you know that it harms the lions? You've got up to those complaints now, haven't you, Logan?
3: Yes, all ten thousand of them.
0: (laughs) God, I love those people.
1: I I can't believe you're making fun of that Michael. Lions die sometimes. I mean, I'm signing that petition. I hope you you advertise that petition in the YouTube comments right now.
0: We've already advertised that petition and said it was
1: completely stupid. (gasps) That that, that sounds like my monocle popping off. (laughs)
0: Uh, So, Justin and Dana are the first to leave mine, with Kelsey and Joey leaving music in second, Uh, a blatant race fan helps Denise and James Earl leave music in third... Uh, Logan and Chris leaving mine in four, Tiffany and Chris to the music in fifth, and Tanner and Josh leaving mine in last. And teams must now find the Oscar Schindler factory to find their next clue. I
3: guess Tiffany and Chris, they were saying online that they refused to uh, dance for money at the piano task, because they didn't want to look bad on TV. Well, but they got ridiculed anyway, because people said it was really tacky for them to offer a kiss on the cheek, so they pretty much lost out either way.
0: Did these people watch Brooke and Claire?
1: Was that supposed they to? They probably be like, did, but they
3: probably forgot.
1: Well well, yeah, because the amazing, like you know, it's not. I don't think there's many amazing race fans who watched the enti- or every single tw- of the 27 seasons from the start in 2001. So, but yeah, like I don't remember the da- dancing being part of the task. So, unless I'm misremembering it, because like I remember, I all I remember was like you know, um, push piano to the place, get tips. I don't remember the. I don't remember dancing being part of it. Just because just because Denise does it doesn't mean you know it's an obligation. I mean it'd be, it'd be funny, but still. <laughs> I mean if we if you know if we all followed Denise's example, we'd have like hundreds of children abandoned and many bills paid, and rap music wouldn't exist anymore. And we would also have many
0: sunflowers just being <laughs> whacked around. Denise went <laughs> all out on trying to get people's attention, basically using sunflowers and hats and. Everything. <laughs> that was in the box, wasn't it? Yeah, no other team used the sunflower, though, I don't think. I didn't notice anyone else use one.
1: Yeah, just like, become these American clowns. Ah, uh-huh, laugh at the Americans. They think they run the world. <laughs> Who run the world? Girls. No Spice American. Girls reference. It's actually Beyonce, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, like, um, catch up on your female pop group... Female pop personality slash groups of the 2000s. I could have sworn it's that's a Spice sign. Girls quote, but... no. I don't think Beyoncé's voice is that low, though. I don't think she went, Who run the world? Girls. Girls. (laughs) That's that's more for Tony Braxton.
0: Who run the world? Girls. Who run this mother? Okay, okay. Anyway, we're not going to make jokes about the uh, the Schindler factory, because, you know.
3: It was the most lighthearted part of the episode. is already going to cry. I think it's one of those places that's acceptable to cry in would probably be some sort of Holocaust museum slash uh, memorial. If anybody, if anybody on social media, you know, ridicules any of the teams for crying at the Oscar Schindler factory, then they they can just suck it, quite frankly.
1: Laugh at this, okay. Unless they probably think, um, like, what God? Why are they cry, why are they crying? Going to at a museum dedicated to a Steven Spielberg movie? Huh. Oh my God! Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus. <laughs>
0: And if if anyone wants to see a lot of comments about Craig, see all the ones that Justin retweeted. (laughs) There are a lot of them.
2: And uh, the hat thing has made a reappearance with someone complaining that Justin didn't take his
0: hat off. Right, let me address this because I need to. Despite the fact that the Schindler Factory is a place of respect, it's not a place of worship. As I said in week whatever it was, two was it, three... It's not a place of worship. If it is a Catholic church, yes, you should take your hat off, but no, the producers obviously didn't tell them this. Schindler's factory might be inside, but it is not a place of worship. So therefore, Justin does not have to take his hat off. No one has to take the hat off. In fact, Joey could have worn his monogrammed hat if he wanted to. Someone could have worn mm. a hat with a friggin' turkey on it for all anyone cares.
1: Like, one of the things does shit me is the constant, constant, you know, audience forcing, trying to force rel- their religious on the races and, like, you know, respect to every single one of my religions or whatever. So, A, they let them know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in certain countries before they go there. That's why, like, in season 21, when they're going through, like, Bangladesh and stuff, like, Josh and Brent went well, I that, uh, knew they couldn't kiss. Because, you know, homosexuality is a no-no over there. So, like, they know they, the producers tell them everything. They know what they have to do. It's not like, you know, in the early days, it was it was sort of vague instructions of a few vague instructions with a few hard lines. But like right now, they basically have down everything they can and can't do to the letter. So if they couldn't keep their hat on in the Oscar Schindler Museum, they would have been told. So yeah.
0: I mean, go back and watch Logan and Chris's fight, which we'll get to in the next five minutes. But Chris, when Chris takes the roadblock clue, Logan says something along the lines of "Oh, you won't get far without this," and actually hands him a piece of race paper. That is the instructions that they receive in every clue. If they had to take their hat off in Schindler's factory, it would have said it explicitly on there. And if they didn't, they would have got hauled aside by the producer who will be on site for every task location because there are that many producers. Spoilers. They would have said, we're going to have to film you without a hat on. Take your hat off now. If there was a fence available, they would have pointed it out. Pretty much.
2: Are you just supposed to take your hat off going into every damn building in the world?
0: Yeah, maybe we as well not
2: bring
1: Seriously. a hat.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, really? We, I don't know, we don't seem to have
1: these issues. Can you, can you imagine like them checking in? Justin and Dinah, <laughs> you're the first team to arrive at the Closman House, but I'm sorry, I, you have to go outside, take your hat off and come back in before I can check you in.
0: Yeah, notice how Phil wasn't
1: wearing a hat. Because he's respectful, Michael.
0: Exactly, show some damn respect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think though... Just getting back to the, the original point about the you know Shinlas factory. I think though the tour guide was there to actually make sure that they actually got the television moment, rather than just like you know them running in and taking the clue. I mean, I mean to be sort of fair, like this is these are the same teams who didn't who like you know just ran into a church and t- didn't take their hat off. So
0: wore a hat in a Catholic church. How dare they? I mean, as a Catholic, I am offended. So yeah, once teams complete their walk around the museum. Uh, they have to find the Jewish quarter to find the next clue. And it's the roadblock, which is who can handle a big order. And in this roadblock, one team member must identify seven Jewish dishes using a list, uh, get the correct quantities of each, and deliver them to the maitre d
1: at the Klezmer house to receive the next clue. I knew one of those dishes.
2: A latke. I knew that. That was the only
1: one. I, kn- I knew what a latke was and only because it was mentioned on The Simpsons once. And it was Justin, Kelsey, James Earl, Tiffany, Chris,
0: and Josh doing the roadblock. And I'm assuming with this one they weren't allowed to make notes because that's what I would have done
1: with, when I googled it. Yeah, everyone—it is like a task. Everyone, everyone went to ask for help. So, yeah. Do you think that's the Do you think that's the intention the producers had when they made when they thought of the task? I'm not sure because even good Jewish boys like Justin Prentice reference for you there then um, still had to ask.
0: And did anyone else notice that Tanner's leg was still strapped up as well?
1: Well, I didn't really notice it because, like, um, I watched a bunch of, I watched a few secret scenes with um, with them and Tiffany Krista. And so
0: isn't Kugels the name of Mitch Hurwitz's character in Community season six?
3: It could be. I did not know any of these dishes at all. Apparently, uh, I don't, I don't consume that much uh, Jewish
1: cuisine.
0: No, I didn't know any either.
1: I've made latkes before, actually. I just remember that sort of forgot what I've done like I I cook a lot so if I find a random recipe that I have the ingredients for whatever country it's from whatever whatever country it's from whatever day of the um, week it's on whatever time of day it's supposed to be served I'll probably make it so I've actually made lots of before I just, I just remember that I was really disappointed to not see any pierogies in there I don't know what that is. I've never made a pierogi. What? You've never heard of pierogies?
0: Amazing Grace Canada 2, with Rex and Bob in, uh, in the Ukrainian church in Winnipeg. Yeah,
3: a lot of people eat pierogies around where I live, so... Oh, yeah, uh, those
0: things. Which I actually got a response from the Amazing Grace Canada admin about. When I posted the screen grab I did of Pirogi Pumba,
3: probably because it's the only G-rated thing you've ever tweeted. The Amazing Race Canada admin.
0: Well, to be fair, most of my tweets to the Amazing
1: Race Canada admin do go along the lines of "smack my bitch up."
0: So, what could I say?
1: Ah, white people talking about rap. Isn't that the like? (laughs) No, well, that's a team. Why it's why it's the end cast, everybody.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do you notice that Justin said he only has one beef during the Roblox? So. Who does he have the one beef with? It was Tanner and Josh, wasn't it? Yeah, now he has it with the fans? Joey and Kelsey, but do they are they worthy of being anti- in the in the beef Bro, category?
1: Anti-hat activists?
3: Anti anti, yes, anti activists.
0: So once teams lead the roadblock, they have to head inside the klezma house, the pit stop for this leg of the race. The last team to check in here. May be eliminated.
3: It would have been embarrassing if they pulled all uh, Misa and Maya and got lost on the way to the pit stop.
0: Where are they going? <laughs> just have Phil go- looking really confused. <laughs>
3: yeah, they're just dancing on the other side of the room, but they they can't find find me. Uh, you know, ten feet away on the mat. I'm even yelling Muzzeltop like twenty times.
0: Hi, Justin. Muzzeltop.
1: Can I just say that uh, the um, all-encompassing. Exciting foot race between Tiffany and Krista and Tanner and Josh was the most polite <laughs> jog I've seen. <laughs> the yeah. last place.
0: Whilst I really, really, really enjoyed this episode, I did not enjoy the pit stop location. I know it was I a fun just, place for like... a non-elimination round. Yeah, there's no intrigue though as to who's going to come in last.
1: <laughs> I like the polite jog they had inside, but what would have been funny is if uh, Tiffany, and Crystal, like, um, they're like sort of they're sort of entering through a crowd through a gap in a crowd. But wouldn't it funny like, Tanner just sort of, like, barreled through the um, through the side of the crowd and got there first, so, like... <laughs> and just threw know, Tiffany so. and Krista to the ground. Politeness only lasts
0: for so long! It did make me laugh just to see <laughs> so many comments going, oh my god, I can't believe how how pretty and uh, polite Tanner and Josh are. Oh, they're my favourites. Well, they're from Texas. Yeah, it's like, seriously, no, they did it because they're friends, not because they're polite.
1: They're, the two aren't mutually exclusive. And also because they have
0: never seen the race before and probably thought that it was going to be just a keep on racing leg like again. Uh, so Justin and Dana are the first to uh, the pit stop again, and they win a trip to Shanghai.
3: A rare Travelocity prize for this season.
0: And there is another announcement that there's a U-turn again. Why are they announcing U-turns before they happen?
3: Drama. To get them all riled up about it. Phil wants to pump them up and be like, oh, what? there's a U-turn on the next round. Hey guys, what you going to do about it?
1: What are you gonna do when they come for you? I can sort of see the benefit in having a, a little over a day to think about the U-turn rather than just like the twelve-hour flight.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a really long flight for them. Well, it'll, it'll give. Well, I think what it worked well the first
3: time earlier this season because it gave Tanner and Josh a lot of time to come up with the perfect plan for the U-turn. So by doing this again, somebody gets to come up with another over elaborate plan that they got to think about for two days straight.
0: Well, assuming it's not a blind one, Tiffany and Krista are the only ones who can't use it.
1: That is true. You know, what, you know what I'm thinking, guys? I'm thinking the two te- the two teams that two teams that get there first will U-turn you- you other two teams. Who said it's a double?
0: <gasps> <gasps> Phil said last time that there is a double U-turn on the next leg. He only said a U-turn on the next leg. Dun dun dun! Could they be switching it up? I don't think so. No, really. no, neither do I, but, you know, it'll be no nice surprise <laughs> if, it is, if it is a single U turn. It'll be hilarious. And Kelsey and Joe were second, with Denise and James Earl third.
3: What's with Denise and James Earl always checking in with another team? Isn't this, like, the third or fourth time they've done that this season? Where it's, like, they they, did, they just can't check in alone or be on the pit stop, pit stop uh, mat alone.
1: Well, they got first before Justin and Diana, and they are gone before they got there, so, in Africa.
0: There's only about ten minutes there, though, I think. And Denise and James Earl are the only team since leg three to beat Justin and Diana, which is ridiculous. Logan and Chris were fourth, Tiffany and Crystal were fifth, and last was Tanner and Josh, with a non-elimination, and the glorious return of my most favourite twist in the whole amazing race, the speed bump.
1: I think you're, the, you're really the only one who hates it, Michael. I would get wanting more of the other twi- more of the other penalties if, say, like um, I don't know, there was actually more of a focus on the ind- individual travel and like getting, You know, the, the stuff the other season were made of, but there's not really that much, not really much of it anymore. It's like it's basically as much of a relic as the fast forward at this point. So
3: I, I would like to present a what if scenario. What if this wasn't a non-elimination leg? Um, would Tanner and Josh be absolutely ridiculed for years to come?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I would be mocking them mercilessly right now. And it would be hilarious.
1: But nothing really stops you from mocking them, so... <sighs> well,
0: there wasn't really... Sadly, as much as I would like them, there to be a lot to mock about them this leg. Like, they really only fell behind because they weren't proactive enough with the taxis. And
3: how do we feel about Chris's grandmother, Dorothy? Would Do you think she's fond of Joey? And are there
1: sparks there? She's the greatest, she's the greatest amazing race NPC since fun.
0: <laughs> what, what about uh, t- Tyler off of James's mum? <sighs>
3: what? What? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: Muscle tough. Off of that, matter. Of the pencils down, guy. So, next time uh, we have the first visit to India in forever. Uh, Logan and Chris are a target, and Kelsey and Joey try and take someone out.
1: So the first the first visit since season twenty, right? I believe so. I can't think of another time. It's a long time be long, long break for
0: them. Yeah.
3: Besides, these are
0: East Canada being
3: well, there like two to... seconds ago, but whatever.
0: I believe it's two legs in India, and I believe it's two legs in Agra, to be precise.
1: I think it's the. Um, I think the reason they haven't really gone there is because they've had in- Indonesia, which is basically you know. A uh, cheaper version of India, I guess. Cheaper, a cheaper tropical version of India. I mean, I mean not. I mean not obviously, not actually, because you know there's a whole large extensive history of, in, of Indonesia and that sort of thing. But you know, to the Amazing Race, so all the all the East, all the Asian countries, are basically interchangeable. For the pur- for the purposes of the, you know. Locations and tasks and whatnot, whatnot.
0: It's entirely Agra next week, and then uh, Agra and Jodhpur the week after.
3: Tiffany couldn't even put the the, the dish on top of her shoulder. That was outrageous. Worst well, amazing race really ever.
2: The size of that thing, how could you put it on your shoulder? I mean, seriously.
1: Look of... how tiny she is.
2: I don't understand.
1: Obviously, she couldn't do it because she she wears too much makeup. I'm just, I'm challenging the spirit of Kelly and Javon here. Hmm.
2: And can I just can I can I just say that Joey called um, a clarinet a flute as well? He's having serious issues with every part of general knowledge in the world.
0: <laughs> um, so, what do we think is going to happen next week? A team's going to get U turned, and a team is going to get eliminated. More importantly, because there are no more non-eliminations unless they do the final four twist again, which they won't do. There are no more non-eliminations, so it is a bloodbath for the next three weeks. Dun dun dun. Right, yeah, Tanner and Josh,
3: hopefully, or no, Joey and Kelsey hopefully get eliminated, but possibly probably be Tanner and Josh since their storyline is has been over for quite a while
0: yeah that there was no storyline for them whatsoever this week
1: once it was like um it got up to the eastern Africa that the storyline just died, sort of they essentially swapped spots with the uh,
3: and Kelsey for the anti justin and Diana rule.
1: I hope that means it's like a double a double elimination next week. So then, like, both of them are gone, and then Tiffany and Krista, Logan and Chris, Denise and James Elkin all pick up their slack.
0: I'm hoping Tanner and Josh, just because I have a slight soft spot for Kelsey and Joey. But yeah, Tanner and Josh, I'll be happy with going.
1: and I'd like them, both, I'd like them both to go. Like, you know, I'm guessing because this is, this is the amazing race, one of them is actually winning. So I know we, as, you know, we as extended long time viewers, we should know that when watching the amazing race, Having a favourite team and having that favourite team win is sort of like asking for the near impossible. We sort of got spoiled with the Amy and Maya win. so, so But, you know, Tyler and Laura win, winning last season was really back to form for the amazing race. So. Yeah, we were
0: pulling for Mike and Roe and Blair and Hayley last, year. Oh, last season. Yeah,
1: that's pretty much. So, who do you want to see win?
2: Green! Green all the way!
0: I want to see Justin and Diana purely because I want to see the rivers of tears engulf their Hades. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel.
2: <laughs> he will. He'll be crying. It'll be fantastic.
0: I'm pretty sure that two of the final three will be Justin and Diana and Kelsey and Joey because of how the edit's working out. Justin and Diana are being set up for probably second place in the certain vein as Misty and Jim, and Kelsey and Joey are being set up to win. Who the third team is a very difficult choice for me because I love Denise and James Earl and I love Logan and Chris. I and think Denise for- and James
3: Earl might make that number three spot. In.
0: Yeah, I, I suspect Denise and James Earl
1: just from looking at the edit
0: and the fact that he's a covert superfan who just wants to finish the race and be
1: the best mother-son team ever to play. So you so all three of you want Justin and Diana to win?
3: Um, I don't know. I want Justin and Diana to be in the final leg at the very least because... They're going to be... it's going to be so nerve-wracking for them. Like, if opening round Jitters, Justin and Diana, uh, was wild, then I can't imagine what final leg, final roadblock Justin and Diana Jitters will be.
0: Especially as we didn't really have a proper memory test last season, so we're, we're due to have a rock-hard memory test this season.
1: Are you telling me that organising your own selfies isn't extreme? No. If we get on the podcast after
0: a finale and go, Really? That was the memory challenge? What? Then, you know, it's kind of not the sort of memory challenge we want. So, are we all in agreement
1: that basically Tanner and Josh are dead next week?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, well, I didn't say it was how I wanted to win. I'm going for Tiffany and Krista. Yeah, that's who my back. That's i I'm always
3: going back and forth between them and Justin and Diana.
1: I know that the entire season has really been about Justin and Diana and whoever, whoever struck up a rivalry with them, but, like, wouldn't it be great that, like, the first one of the first main confessions of the season was, like, Kelly and Siobhan going, um OMG, Tiffany and Chris are such, are such high-maintenance girls, they make uh, makeup, LOL. And then, like, they get eliminated first, and Tiffany and Chris go on to win. That would, be a pretty, that would be a pretty great, you know, arc.
0: To be fair, having to see Kelly and Siobhan politely clap as Tiffany and Chris cross the finish line in first place would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because the amount of shit that they would... Tweet towards Tiffany and Krista afterwards would be hilarious.
1: We didn't mean it. We, we were just like, we were just playing around. So what are you doing a your million dollars?
0: Yeah, Tiffany and Krista wouldn't care at all, but it would be hilarious.
1: I know there's probably like a eight week old discussion by now, but like, um, actually, I actually saw like an uh, like an, a sort of semi article, semi interview they did, like, um, what I think it was like relatives to the premiere part, the premiere or the premiere party when like, um, they'll talk, they, uh, Tiffany and Krista, I'm talking about, they, um, they, Mentioned like, um you know, it's like um, it's pretty. It's they feel pretty. They feel pretty bad for Kelly and Siobhan having to like um, resort to like tearing down other women to just make themselves like look better. Because like you know, as you know, the whole feminism thing is about bring you know empowerment and bring bringing each other up. So like just uh resorting to te- tearing down, um like tearing down I think fellow women with like the b- most basic of anti-women insults is sort of like you know whatever. Bye, bitch. Go bye. Don't get me wrong, I do very much like Tiffany and Krista, and I
0: wouldn't be disappointed if they did win.
1: I just can't see it happen. Amazing race. I, I know like as all of us as Survivor fans, we've all noticed that um Something
0: especially sucks. sorry, terrible cough.
1: As in, in recent seasons, like with the exception of say Kim, uh, Kim Spradlin and Natalie Anderson, Survivor is not very good at editing editing female winners that are accepted by the fan base really. So I know it doesn't ha- it doesn't happen that often because like we've run- there's only three female teams to win in the US, but Amazing Race has not done a good job of editing their winners their female their female team winners because like Keisha-, uh, Keisha and Jen, they were very under the radar that their season I I liked- I really liked them but like they were very under the radar Emmy and Maya wave were like. Um, Relatively invisible for half the They got like they, they got the got, they got the Joey and Kelsey thing of what we're assuming is like the bare minimum of content.
0: Amy and Maya was slightly different purely because we picked up on the coronation edit. Basically,
1: it wasn't so much a coronation edit as as like the Sophie Clark editor of like the Sophie Clark from Survivor editor of giving them like meaningful content each episode, but not like not really a story. Like they didn't get a story until their late like, until their late like, game rival with Brooke, with uh, Brooke and Robbie. So and Nat and Kat... They got a they got a winners edit, but like that's not really that exciting. To be fair to Nat and Kat in that season, anyone would
0: have been would have paled in comparison to Brooke and Claire and Mallory, or Brooke and Mallory to be precise. Those two were always going to be sort of beacons of edit when they were in the season because they are huge personalities, both of them.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, um, I'm taking it as a guess here. I, I do think Joe and Kelsey are the you know the number one pick to win the Amazing Race so far this season, but I think. If you were going for like content alone, I think um, Tiffany, and Krista, they're my backups really. They're also my backups because like they're not as strong as Justin and Diana, but they have they have had meaningful content throughout the season. Like they got a confessional in like one of the afterlegs legs about how they're always they're always um, going last and they're always trying just trying to catch up, and then they've been like slowly improving since then. So it's either a um, it's either going to be a surprising winners edit or they're going to be semi Simeon beat I think I can't see them going next week.
0: I see it more being a last elimination disappointing one that they're setting up for with Tiffany and Christopher rather than a winner's edit because I, th- I think Joey and Kelsey have got the winner's edit on lock at the moment unless something changes in the next three four weeks unfortunately and on that glorious note thank you very much for joining us you can join us again to recap episode nine next weekend if you enjoyed the show, and even if you didn't, please give us a like on YouTube and subscribe and rate the episodes on iTunes. If you want to see what we're rambling about this week, you can tweet us at Harmstone, at LogSupikwacky, at Bear333333, and at Ink1Y, all of which are spelled in the descriptions everywhere. And if you missed our interview with Mike and Michelle from last season, or Kat and Jesse, as I mentioned earlier, or even Joe and Bill, who we were talking about getting eliminated in Poland, all of those are available on iTunes. And yeah, that's it for the hundredth episode. See you next week. Bye. Bye. One hundred. Peace. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. It's Michael again. Now, normally we don't come back on the podcast, but it's a special one. So, as a little treat, we wrote a little bit more to the intro this week just to sort of put everyone on the spot. And it got a bit awkward. Now, I I did cut this out with the edit on the original podcast, but as a special yat 100 treat, here's the end of the intro that got a little awkward. Enjoy. And as promised last week, we're also joined by Phil Kogan. We are? <laughs> you promised it! Come on! <laughs> I can't do a Phil Cogan oh, impression. Someone do a terrible Phil impression, please.
1: I think this is going to make the episode.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: Spa. Yeah, Ben, you are wrong. Uh, Spa massages. <laughs> J- John Montgomery? Come on, okay. Logan, you can do
1: that one. They're <laughs> team number one, howdy, bo- again, and, boys, and, again and again and
3: again and uh, again.
1: Howdy, boys. Thanks for having me here. I can't do a Canadian <laughs> accent, so I'll just do the chip on the Uh Alan Wu? Anyways... <laughs> Come on, at least someone like can- the cream, the cream of this podcast will be rising to the top. Yes.
0: <laughs> and Pierre and the Michelles. I know Logan can do that one. Just reason pizza.